Attention everyone, the unpleasant truths you're about to hear are not a mistake. The realest show on the planet. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect management or its sponsors. This is Willie D Live with your host, Willie D. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Kate Reno is in the building. Man, I'm here, man. What's I'm up, here, homie? Man, I'm blessed, man. <laughs> man, I, I'm, I'm honored, man. You don't understand. Man, I appreciate you, man. Man, I've been riding with you for a long time. You've been riding with me no for doubt. a long time. No doubt. And I've always had the utmost respect for you, man. Man, man that means a lot coming from you, bro. Right, right. You know I mean, you taught me so much that you don't even know that you taught me. Right. You, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But um, I'm, I'm glad to be here, big brothers. Right. Up. For sure, for sure. Oh, man. Man, I want people to understand, first of all, like uh, a lot of people out there who are just basically novice fans, you know, the fickle-minded, the come-and-go, whoever's hot-type fans, they, they ain't likely to know who K. Reno is. Right, right, right. But right. the students of the game, yeah. they know. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. know. This man's... Name stands for what is it? It's, it's killer. What, what is it? Let me see. Killer uh, rhymes. Uh, hold on, killer rhymes. Intellectually. Um, let me see. K R I N nullifying opponents. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I was gonna, let, I was gonna let him figure it out. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, nullifying no opponents. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like man. Yeah. That, that's a hell of a just sit back and, and, and that's a hell of a responsibility to, to give yourself a, a name like that. I mean, you know, we we come from back in the days where battle rapping was the thing to do. Yeah, that's your, so, ba- that's so your that, background. So that that just stems from that that battle rap mentality, man. Just just nullifying opponents. You right. know, back in the days, <laughs> you catch these cats on the streets, catch them at a rap contest somewhere, and just tear their head off. You know. Right. So yeah, I just came up with that acronym. And, and put it together, man. Right. Up, no now, you and one one of the main persons you used to battle with back in the gap was uh, Gangsta Nip. Yeah. That's how, is that how y'all formed the Southport Coalition? Yeah, that's how we got cool, man. You know, because Nip went to Jones, I went to Sterling. Right. So we was at war. The two schools was at war in sports and everything else. So when they had these talent shows at the schools, Everybody be at the same talent shows. I don't care if it was Yates, Word, and Sterling Jones. Right. You go to these talent shows, you're going to see Big Mellow, Klondike Cat, Gangsta Nip. And so it's just that, that, you know how that rapper animosity just be. Right. You're just, I'm mad at you just because you rapping. So, but me and Nip had a, a different kind of animosity towards each other for some reason, man. And we right. just finally squared it off one year. <laughs> and when we did, it was like, Gun man, I heard y'all okay was battling for hours, man. man. We, it, you know, you know, over the years, the story get exaggerated. Over the years, it wasn't <laughs> hours, but right. it might have been about an hour. And right. That's a long time, you know. Right. But um, after that, man, we just had so much respect for each other. We got cool, man. It was like, man, you know, we better together than going against each other. So, right, we 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 went from trying to kill each other. We went to killing folks together, you know. Mm-hmm. After that, and then we just brought him into the SPC and. We've been brothers ever since. Okay, so SPC was already in, yeah, we, in, we in operation in the, in the baby stages. We right. might have had eight or nine members at the time, you know. But once me and Nip got cool, that brought 
all the Jones rappers in, because now AC Chill was with us, Klondike Cat was with us, Murder One, all them came from his side, and then by by that time, man, we we was we was it was hell to tell the captain after right. that, straight And up. just so y'all know, these are all Houston rappers. Yeah. These these guys are been going hard in the paint for a long time in H-Town. You know, basically the glue that's been keeping everything together cause, because when you, when we fall off on, on the commercial end of things, it's the streets that's holding it down and that, that's keep us relevant. Man. And that's why people know who the Southport Coalition is and they know about Screwed Up Click and they know about H-Town Rap in Finland and in Denmark yeah. and Norway. These people are all over this music. They yeah. all over it, man. In fact, I didn't know, I didn't know your the dominance that you had in in, in the UK until I went over there and did some shows for myself. Yeah. I didn't know that these fans were like <laughs> like they fanatics, like yeah. K Reno fanatic yeah. type fans. And yeah. when I went there, it was like, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, K Reno was here and and uh, he sold the place out. He sold it out and he sold it out. Yeah. And then you came back again like yeah. uh, like a year later and did the same thing over there. Yeah, man, I mean, I ain't know either, Will, and I ain't gonna lie. Um, when I first got that call or the email, I ever he contacted me, he was like, man, I wanna bring you to, to Helsinki, Finland. And I was like, man, I ain't even know they listen to rap music over there. Like, right. And, um, and I was hesitant. I was like, man, because I had ne- at that time I had never been overseas. It's like in 05. And um, I went over there, man, and I saw it for myself, man. I was I was shocked, bro. I was shocked. Right. Cause I mean, but over there in certain parts, certain parts of the of the world, they big on that underground scene. They mm-hmm. they don't even like the mainstream commercialized music over there. They more right. into what we do. So, I mean, you know, to see these guys out there, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed white guys out there singing every word, every song that I, you know, I never had no radio playing on. Right. It messed my head up. Yeah. Know? So it, it was, it was, a, um, <laughs> it was a, a hell of an experience for me, you know, but it, it, it taught me that, um, you know, it's a big world out there. We can't just be trying to relegate ourselves to the hood and all that, man. And, oh, just even America, like even Chuck America. D was saying. I interviewed Chuck D a, a few weeks ago, and right. Chuck D was saying that. Every black person should get a passport. No question, man. No question. You know, they try to make it increasingly difficult for us, some of us to get them passports, you know. But, yeah, it is it is a thing to do, man, because, you know, the world is ours, man. We got to right. get it. Right. Yeah, I was laughing because when I first went to Finland, I didn't know. My reaction was pretty much the same as yours yeah. when I first got the call to come to Finland and do a show. Yeah. I was like, you know, uh, Matt Zanzala called me. Yeah. And yeah. Matt was like, say, man, uh, I got a guy who wants to, you know, bring you to Finland. Yeah. And I was like, Finland? What the hell <laughs> they know about Willie D in Finland? <laughs> so I, I was like, well, tell him to send the money. Right. And right, uh, right, we'll see. Right. So, right. shit, he hit me back about two weeks later. He was yeah. like, Okay, the guy wants to know where, is, where, you want, where you want him to send the money to. Right. And right. I was like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to Finland. <laughs> we going now. Man, yeah, yeah. and I got yeah. out there, man, and, and just like you said, uh, I haven't had a lot of solo commercial releases, yeah. so it was people out there, they were singing every song. Man. I mean, I, I, had to, I had to actually put songs in my playlist that I had never performed before. Right, right. Right. Because they wanted those songs, right. and I remember, I remember right. like finishing the song, like finishing the concert. First of all, when I went out on the stage, the 
the noise was so deafening. Yeah, man. Hey, I sucked it up though, man. I was, I was walking around posturing for about ten minutes. You I was like, both, I felt like Mike over me, there. Man. You know what I'm saying? I'm you like, both. I'm walking, kick radar. Look, I'm walking around bro. like, I walk around. I'm like. Everybody, ah! Yeah, anything you do. Somebody, ah! Anything you do, scratch yeah. your nose. I'm, I'm gonna look <laughs> right. behind me to see if somebody else major was behind me. <laughs> because that, 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 that's, you, right. you hit the nail on the head. It's like yeah. when you step out, you like international superstar status, man. Right. They, they got so much appreciation, and it's because, number one, you know, a lot of those mainstream guys, they, they travel all over the world. But dudes like us, it's rare when they get to see somebody. Exactly. Like, they into us like this. Like, man, right. so they, man, they, just like you say, it's like Michael Jackson being over there, man. So I did the same yeah. thing a couple of times. I just stood on stage and let them holler and scream. Right. You know, for two, three seconds, you know. But um, because, you know, at that time, like I said, I had never been over there. So that was a once in a lifetime thing for me. I didn't know if I was going back. Right. So I sucked it up. Say, like exactly. You said. Why is it that they get us more than the people in the U.S. get us? And this is where we're from. I mean, I think, man, in some cases, when you just break it down locally, I think familiarity breeds that kind of contempt. Nah, we see them all uh, the time. You know, okay. Oh, they ain't nobody but okay. Camino, man. I seen them at Taco Cabana last week, you know. But to go halfway or all the way around the world to these people who, and truthfully, they may never see you again. And they listen right, to your okay, music, know okay. your story, you know, they they gonna embrace it and they gonna give it they all, man, and, and they gonna really show that appreciation for you being there, man. And plus, especially if you the kind of artist that allows them to actually, you know, if you personable like that, you know, mm -hmm. if you just so distant and they can't nobody get it. But if you can shake hands and sign stuff and they write in the mid uh, they, they really gonna appreciate that 10 times yeah, more. So. That's true. Yeah. That was the first time that I had signed like an average of three, <laughs> an average of three autographs per person. Yeah, yeah. Cause they wanted the, yeah. the they wanted the, the album cover sign. Right. They wanted the t-shirt sign. Yeah, yeah. Some girls wanted the breast <laughs> sign and the butt sign. And no I remember these two girls yeah. walked up to me after the show and one of them said, how come you didn't sing, I want to fuck your mama? Wow. And I was like, wow, wow. you know, yeah. out of all the songs, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's like <laughs> when, when Eddie Murphy was saying to do from Africa, Eddie Murphy, fuck you, Eddie Murphy, you know. So yeah. they, that's like they take certain things and that they, they identify with. But that, you hit it, man. I mean, they want to capture the whole experience, man. Mm -hmm. They want the whole Willie D experience, man. So I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing, man, and and it to this day, it helped me because when I got back, I was never the same. I'm like, man, I love right. my hood, love my <laughs> right. city, but I want right. the whole, it's world. whole world out there. I want the whole world now. Yeah, that tripped me out. I mean, and, and and I'm gonna get off this, but man, I I gotta I gotta share this story. Yeah. The editor from the number one magazine in in Finland uh, at the time. He called me to interview me. You know, it's rare when the editor interviews you, yeah. you know, for a yeah. major magazine. Right. That, you know, normally they got other journalists interviewing right. you. So he hits me up and he said, Willie D, you know you are in concert the same night as 50 Cents. <laughs> oh, and I said, I said, yeah, I heard. He said, yeah, but you have nothing to worry about. Right. Uh, people right. are coming to see 50 because he's hot. Right. They're coming to see you because you are a legend. Yeah, no question, no question. And I was like, yeah. Wow. And, and but but I still didn't 
it, I still didn't get it till yeah. I actually showed up right. there. When right. I got there, right. I was like, whoa, so this is what it feels like, huh? Well, you know, fan base, it, when you got a fan base, a core audience that supports you, it don't matter who else in town. You right. Know what I'm it don't matter. It's like, man, right. okay, that's cool. I mean, if I'm a, I'm a give you an I'm a Dolomite fan. I love Rudy Ray Moore. Okay. I wouldn't care. You could name anybody that's just supposed to be the most major cat in the world, and you give me a free ticket to his show, but it costs a hundred dollars to go see Dolomite. I'm going to see Dolomite. I don't care right. twelve people in there. So they just when they got that love for you as an artist, that's for you. They they ain't worried about nobody else. Straight up. Right. Man, the Dolomite died. He died in 08. Yeah, he died in 08. He's been gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, man. That was a good dude. I remember going to the Majestic Theater downtown. Yeah, yeah. Dolomite. Yeah, yeah, man. All that stuff. What was it? The Devil's... uh, Peter Weistraw, the Devil's Son-in-Law. Devil's Son-in-Law. Oh, man. Those were some good times. Yeah, that's my boy, man. Straight up. Okay, Reno, man. So you're, you're... most people, when they think of you, man, they think of you being this serious guy all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, everybody know you're intellectual, yeah. but people tend to think of you of being serious all the time, man. What does K Reno do for fun? Man, people don't know, man. I'm I'm the silliest dude in the world, man. You know, I like sometimes it it depends on the environment. If I'm in a serious environment, if I'm if I'm running with uh with Minister Robert and Brother Derek, and we doing things out in okay. the community, I'm serious. But behind the scenes, man, I'm, I'm the silliest dude in the world, man. Right. like to have fun, shoot ball all the time, man. Just talk crazy with my partners, and that's what we do, man. Right. You know? So, yeah, it is. Whatever happened to that group you was you was in, uh, Real Chill? That was that, that was your first group. Wasn't that was my that the first, first group. group you yeah, was in? that was yeah. like in mid the mid eighties. You know, you know, me and me. That was eighty six. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. still cool. You know. Um, you know, one of the the homies, his name is GT. You know, we still like brothers to this day. Okay. Um, but he he does um, videos now, and uh, and, and he, he's cold because he do a lot of special effects stuff. And my other partner that was in the group, he cut hair. So you know, we all still tight, man. That you know, it was just for a time, man. That we were just starting out trying to be Run DMC or whoever we were trying to be at the time, man. Right. And, and if we was able to get our feet wet, that was our training ground in the industry because uh, we didn't know nothing about. It. Studio promotion, none of that. You know, my dad spent thousands of thousands of unnecessary dollars because we didn't know the game. You know, right. but it gave us a chance. You know, because we was one of the um, first groups to put a record out. I think we came right after um, the first Ghetto Boys with Jukebox and all them. They right. had um, what the Car, Car Freak, Freak and all that. Yeah, yeah. Right. We came out a little bit after that. Right. Um, so I mean, it, it was a good experience. Yeah, I hit that, that, that uh, with rocking it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had the rocket and I back then, right. but I mean, and, and and I mean, we pressed up. It was straight on vinyl. We ain't had right. we, CDs wasn't around at the time, and um, we didn't do no cassettes, and we just pressed up ten million vinyl. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what we was gonna do with them, you know. But and I still got some today yeah. stacked up in the closet, but. You ain't was, trying to sell them? I mean, you can make a lot of money I, on eBay I, with those hey, things. Hey, look, I took, I took some to Finland. Yeah. And sold them. I know they ate it up. I know they ate that up. Yeah, straight up. And, uh, but if people ask for them, you know, I bring some out. And, and, and on certain occasions when I do like a, a album release or a big show, I bring them out and I just give them away. You know man, you put them things on eBay, yeah. man, and get paid. Cause, yeah, no question. You know, vinyl records are a big thing right now. Yeah. People, people paying minimum 100 bucks for, yeah, those, no for those records. Better than old stuff like that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You you can you can really eat off that, man. So, 
So we got a new president, man. Yeah, no got a new president. Got Donald Trump in the house. No doubt. In the White House. And um, man, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, my thought is it's it's kind of funny to me because I'm looking at how scared everybody getting. You know, black folks and Latino folks, they they scared to death. So when I see that, I'm like, okay, well, if you're getting that scared and nervous behind a politician being placed in office, then you don't have the belief in a God that you claim you have. Because if you're a Christian or Muslim or whatever it is you claim, and you're worried about some dude in office, man, then your, your faith ain't as strong as you claim it is. You know, I mean, I, I honestly believe that. But can't you have faith and still believe that you got a, 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 a kook in the house, you know, like just a fool? Yeah, you can believe it because he is a fool, but you shouldn't be scared of him. You shouldn't be scared of anything that he Not scared of him, do, but scared of what he could possibly do. do. Yeah, yeah and, and, but you shouldn't fear that. You know, at the end of the day, I, part of my belief is that God places circumstances in, in order to make us get right. You know, for years you got black people that we not we haven't united, we haven't pooled our resources, we haven't established businesses for, of our own, and we always seeking to integrate and, and rub elbows with white folks and get next to them and history. Waiting on them to pass or something down. Nothing. Right. Right. But when the when the heat get up under you, if he puts the kind of heat up under us that that most people believe he's gonna put up under us, it's gonna force us to unite. You mm -hmm. know, so you know, I believe that that's that's a plan that could. Well, be hell, I like him then. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna put it like that, look. And, 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 and Donald the, Trump, do your thing, man. Dog us out. Do us wise, dirty. And the wise people among us <laughs> I mean, think I want, the way you I'm think. Ready. Like, come on with it. Some yeah. people are glad because um, they're looking at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is us coming together as a people and getting out from under the foot of America. You know, mm -hmm. and if we can pull that off. By any means, we got to take some stripes, though. We got to get whapped across the ass a few times to get right, then so be it, straight up. Yeah, but you know, Donald Trump ain't just scaring black folks, he's scaring the international community. Like, I remember it was a distinct, uh, uh, that was a distinct difference in how people perceive the president elect uh, versus how they perceive. Uh, President Obama, once he became uh, president, or even before he became president of the United States, when he was running, I, I was traveling. You know, I do a lot of traveling, so abroad. And majority of people were rooting for Barack Obama right. abroad. Right. This is the international community. Right. They wanted Obama to be in office, right. um, not McCain. This time around, the, the international community was hoping that Hillary Clinton got yeah. in. And I understand people say, you know, Hillary Clinton, oh, man, she's a devil. She's just like the rest of them. And, you know, Hillary calling her Hillary and all this yeah. type of stuff. I and use that it's the left, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the lesser <laughs> of two evils. Yeah. And, I, and I understand all of that stuff. But, man, people are shaking their knee boots about Donald yeah. Trump because, you know what, he made some statements that somebody posted next to statements that Hitler made. Yeah. And man, they were eerily similar. Right, 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 right. So when you start thinking about what Hitler was able to do and right. how people just totally disregarded, because when you think about when I when I really think about Hitler, and I and I and I and I like I, when I read his uh, the, the autobiography of Hitler and all mm -hmm. that stuff, and I read stuff about Hitler, 
He didn't seem like that smart of a dude to me. Right. He really just seemed like a like an off dude. He right. seemed like he was off. He was something missing. Yeah. He was thrown off. It was something missing in his life. Yeah. And he he just had the prowess to get to that point to where right. he could convince people to follow him. Right. Right. You know, you don't have to be like an intellect. No, you to be able to you do gotta that. be charismatic. You gotta be charismatic. That, exactly. Pool. You know, some guys they they not just the smartest guy in the world, but they have the pull of attracting right. power on the people. And and, and and that's sometimes that's all you need. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kay Reno is in the building. We yeah. will be right back. So, in your opinion, Donald Trump will probably turn out to be an ally for black folks. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 in, in, a, in a weird kind of way. In a weird, in a weird, yeah, weird kind, kind of way. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm one of them people, I believe it would have been, it wouldn't have been much different if, if Hillary would have won. You know, I, I think that a lot of times we get caught up, we don't really look at the fact that when this thing whittles itself down to just two major candidates, Republican, Democrat, we don't even have a say-so in the choice of how they get to be in that spot. We, we don't even choose who gets to be the choices. Right. And I think that's, that's a major thing. We, we just wait for it to all unfold, then we run out to the polls and decide who we want to pick out of who they selected for us. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, um, you know, America is in, is in prophecy. You know, this 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 the modern day Babylon. And if you are somebody who believes in that that scripture, believes in that that premise, it got destroyed. You know, this thing is lined up to get took out by God Himself. So that's the messed up part about it, man. I'm like, man, kill all the dirty motherfuckers, man. Let me make it, man. Let me and my people make it, cause we ain't did nothing, man. Yeah. But try, we ain't did nothing but try to get right. Well, we know? can, we can. That's that's the thing, you know. We can make it, you know. And and and, but what what the book say? The book say, come out of her, my people, so you not be partakers in her plagues and her whatevers. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like we have to see. We got it's so many of us that are mentally integrated into this whole American dream that's been presented to us that have never been nothing but a nightmare for us. Mm -hmm. So you can just go back decades and decades, even post-slavery, just from Jim Crow on, that we have never benefited from no politician being in office that have come along and did anything significant for black people where we can say, well, yeah, okay, we can believe in this political system. Nobody. And we can believe in equality. Yeah, nobody. So at the end of the day, at what point do we decide to just say, man, we're going to separate ourselves from this, establish something of our own the same way the Chinese do. You ride over there on the southwest side, southwest side of Chinatown, it's popping. You know, it's a grocery look, store, banks, but, everything. But speaking of Asian Americans, you know, like, you know, Asian Americans have never really taken part in the political process. But this last 
election, you know, they went to the polls and droves and voted for Donald Trump. Hmm. Why is that? I have no idea. <laughs> it's got to be some kind of interest that uh, or something he said. He haven't said nothing about them that I can recall that I can think of off the top of the head. You know, I know the the Latinos. He been on them like crazy, but I can't recall any comments he's made about the Asians. So. You know, maybe there's a secret relationship that we don't know about. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So, so what? Do you, so, what's what do you think is the next move for Hillary Clinton? You know, like I mean, cause she, man. you know, hey man, the woman, she she looked toe up, man. I, you know, I, I, after that I, election, man, you took the word. I man, I think something wrong with her. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be seeing situations where she had these little. Mental lapses. She froze mm-hmm. up one time, and right. the, the brother had to come in out of left field and and calm her down. It's like she was just like somebody had a remote and hit pause on her. She was just on the stage and, and locked up, you know. So I mean, I don't know, you know, health wise or you know what's going on with her, but I mean, I I never trusted her either. I don't I don't want people to think that it, that it, I, I I never trusted her either because you know of course we all know she she and her husband were responsible. For, for some of the, the worst laws directed towards black people that ever written up. Right. You know, the crime bill and, and the, the things she did um, uh, with Gaddafi and just all of the dirty stuff she's done. She's more of a, she's the most dangerous one because she's slick with it. She comes at you with a smile like she, she down with, at least Trump tell you straight up, you know what I'm saying? I, I can respect the cat that's going to, Straight up, hey man, I don't, I don't like you. I don't fool with you. I ain't got nothing to do with you. Then somebody who's gonna shake your hand, smile, and then when they, when she hit the corner, she plotting against you. She done paid somebody a thousand dollars to bump you off. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, 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 it was, it was Satan or the devil, and Satan won, I guess. So wow, wow. So yeah, I think a lot of black people just couldn't bring themselves to vote for her. They just couldn't bring themselves to vote, just to forgive her yeah. for. Basically, the, the atrocities that she yeah. caused in the black communities. Like yeah. She and her husband, they're responsible for breaking up millions of black families. Families, man. I mean, they Come broke on. up families, man. On, man. They put away family members for, on, for life. Man. You yeah. know, they, they, they destroyed families. Right. Right. They fucked over right. a whole lot of black people. But here's the deal. Like, so wh- why are we so eager to forgive that? Man, it, it's, it's, it's part of our nature as black people. You know, we just had that, that loving, forgiving nature that no matter what happens to us, we tend to have that forgiving spirit mixed in, which you got to take that all the way back to slavery. The slave master would use those kind of scriptures on the slave to keep us submissive. Well, you know, love those who curse you. If I if I hit you in your right cheek, offer me your left cheek. You know, these so were the kind of scriptures. I can hit your script- ass in that one too. Yeah, so I can hit you in that <laughs> one too. So these were the kind of scriptures that they use on us during slavery to keep us in a position of in, in being a slave. Yeah. So it trickled down, man, you know, because unfortunately our great, 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 great grandmothers taught that to the generations passing on all the way down to us. So now it's ingrained in our mental DNA that um, Dylan Roof can go in the church and kill nine black people, and then in the courtroom, the families of the victims are sitting there telling Dylan Roof, well, I forgive you, and I pray that the Lord have mercy on your soul. Nah, mm-hmm. not me. Not me and, 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 and not a lot of white people, because I, <laughs> right, I've seen right. white people in those same situations, and they tell you, I hope you burn in hell. You know, So I mean, 
It's just something that they did to us. They did a number right. on us, man. Ooh, they got us good. Straight I mean, up, just like up. just like with nine one one. Soon as it happened, I'm ready to go to war. Let's right. go kill something. Right. All of them was like, let's. I, I didn't hear nobody say, you know what? We need to back up and calm down. Everybody was like, man, let's go to war. Let's get them. Let's go that's kill right. them, motherfuckers. Right. Everybody right. was like, that's why right. I say I, I'm an I'm a product of America. Right. I am an American, <laughs> and. I got my ways from America, and I am vindictive. Mm. I, I, and I got that from America yeah. because America isn't vindictive. And the cool thing about it is that, well, not the cool thing about it, but the, the, the crazy thing about it is that if you're white, it's cool to be vindictive. It's cool. Yeah. It's like it's, it's expected to be vengeful right. if you're white. Right. You know, we won't get back. Even in, look at our criminal system, the right. way it's set up. Right. You know, they... It, it's about it's about punishment. It ain't about rehabilitation. No, not at it all. is about punishment, punishment, punishment. Right. So when you come in there, they trying to give you some time. Right. They trying to give you some years, man. They trying to take them years from you. Yeah. So that's what it's about. So my thing is like, and if you do certain things that you do, like it's a whole lot of people out here, conservatives especially, who believe in a death penalty. Yeah. They they wholeheartedly yeah. believe in that death penalty. Yeah. If if yeah. you do this, you get this. Mm. Well, now I don't believe in a death penalty because it's too flawed. That's the only reason why I yeah. don't believe it. But I do believe in a death penalty if you you know in 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 in, in a public situation. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> in a personal situation. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. now I ain't talking about on a legal the legal yeah. side, going yeah. through the court systems and all that stuff, that's flawed. Yeah. But if you do this, yeah. you trying to you trying to kill me, I'm trying to kill you. Right. You trying no to doubt. hurt mine, I'm trying to hurt yours. No doubt. That's how I'm built. It's nothing wrong with self defense. You know, that's that's my life or your life, you got to go. Plain right. and simple. I walk in and I catch you touching my two-year-old daughter. You have to die. You right. know that the it, it it's nothing wrong with that. Right. That, that's no wrong in that. Some people say, "Well, no, just let it, just let the process play itself out." No, I'm gonna be the process. Right. And 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 I think that that's part of that uh, thing that's been done to us to soften us up. But yeah, man, I mean, that retaliation is the law of God. You know, God retaliates. Right. You know, so. If we are of him and we are part of him, we have the same emotions. We have that same nature to say, well, look, man, it's just a natural reaction. If somebody slapped you in your face, your first instinct before you can form a thought is to lunge back and slap them or do something to them. Right. So we, we just, we got to be made to understand that. You know, the youngsters know it, though. The youth mm -hmm. have that spirit now. But I think our generation and up, we just still caught up in that that kind of old slave coon nigga mind that coon nigga mind. We don't want to make nobody mad, but um, we got to we got to teach them. See, the youngsters they got their spirit is just mischanneled. Mm -hmm. They just directing it at each other. So those of us who ain't scared to reach out and put their hands on them and bring them in and teach them, we got to rechannel that energy so they can be what they was born to be. Because they the ones that's gonna usher this thing in right. you know the old folks gonna die out because exactly. they scared right. you know but, how, but here's the thing about that though I've always said that if America stands a chance it's gonna come from the youth yeah. it's gonna have to start with the youth because like you say the old heads I mean they they're they the problem. Life. Many of the old heads created the problem yeah. so and, and, and a lot of them don't wanna own up to it right. you know a lot of people 
it's like I say all the time when people say the youth is lost. I say, well, if they're lost, then, you know, who the hell lost Come them? On, man. You know, somebody had to lose. If, 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 if you lose your keys, the keys didn't get up <laughs> and just go walk out the door on their own. The keys didn't just get yeah. up and then go, go get under the couch, yeah, yeah. stick itself under the couch. No doubt. You had to do something yeah. for the keys yeah. to fall out of your pockets or something right. and then, you know, uh, uh, find its way in between the, the, the creases of the couch. <laughs> right. no okay, doubt. so we had to do something in order for the youth to be lost if they are indeed lost. And, yeah. and, and, and we do have a number of youth out there, let's keep it real, that are lost. Yeah, no doubt. But we also have a huge number, uh, a, 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 great, a much greater number of youngsters who getting it, who got it right, right. who on the right path. Right. Right. But they don't get the credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. They don't get any type of recognition because that's not – part of the plan. That doesn't work with their narrative. The narrative is that black youth are savages, they're young, they're wild, they're unintelligent, they're unlearned. That's the narrative that they want to to convey. So anything that that goes against that is not going to be uh, accepted. And it's not going to be pushed. So when you see these videos on social media, with these youngsters wilding out and acting a damn fool like they ain't got no sense. Just know, just know that that is the minority, not the majority of our youngsters. The majority, especially the majority of youngsters that I know, even the ones that are from the hood, got some damn sense. Plenty of it. Got plenty of sense, exactly. But you know how it is, media in America, PR agent for the government, Right. This government in America targets blacks for failure. Right. That's the truth. Right. It ain't nothing else around. It ain't no, it ain't no other uh, way to, to explain all of the things that they do to, to hold black people right. down, to be counterproductive to the black community. It's no way possible you can tell me that our government, our local politicians, state politicians, don't target the black community yeah. for failure. I mean, yeah, but you know, and, and, and that's the thing. It's Like you said, it, it's perpetuated by the media, then you had these, these clowns out here that that tried to um, defend it. No, well, they're savages and they're this, and black folks are always complaining about this and get up and do the same things we did. It's like, nah, man, you know, you don't know history. You don't know that we've been systematically placed in this condition, like you said, to fail. But at the end of the day, man, you know, we just gotta grab them, man, and teach them ourselves. Teach mm-hmm. them ourselves because, um, when they look at us, they do see a threat, you know, and that gives them an excuse in their mind to want to kill us, whether we unarmed. How you scared and you got the gun? Uh. You know, and the police officers run around <laughs> here killing black uh, men and, and women, you know, like it's like they playing a video game, man. So um, it, it's right. media perpetuated, and it makes the people around the world look at us in a certain light, and it makes other white people look at us in a certain light who are totally disconnected mm-hmm. from the reality when they see black youth, they say, well, those are the ones who go out and they do this and they do that. They, they riot um, and they, they destroy their communities. 
Okay, but nobody talked about the millions of dollars of damage that was created during these Trump protests when all these white folks was out here protesting that Trump went into office because they're not happy with him either. Or even the protests that they have where every time when their team lose a game. You know, or a, win a, a game. Big, win a game they can win the championship exactly. and they tear up burning up cars and property. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a racial double standard that's been in existence. And anytime we bring attention to it or bring it to the light, then all oh, y'all complaining or, oh, this uh, – Reverse racism. That's and a defense this. mechanism. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. It's a deflection to right. try to let, let me get let me get this attention off of us right now because right. they starting to wake up and see what it is that we actually are doing. I mean, we in a new day, y'all. You know, you can't pull that no more. You can't do that yeah. no more. <laughs> they try to try to guilt us into being silent, yeah, not speaking, yeah. not speaking against. Uh, oppression. Yeah, not yeah, this that, generation. Right, it's over. That's over with. That worked on maybe that worked, maybe worked on our um, grandmothers and parents. It might have worked in some of us. Right, but yeah, because we got some coons out there. Man, no you question. Know, like it, you know what I was realizing too, man. I saw the other day, man. Uh, this chick uh, Sage Steele on ESPN. Yeah. She's a, a commentator on, on, on ESPN, and she was speaking about how. Uh, black people tear each other down and, you know, like white people don't tear each other down or like Hispanics don't tear each other down or like Asians, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like tearing somebody, tearing somebody down is exclusive to, yeah. to one ethnicity. Right. But anyway, she right. called herself calling out the black community. She gonna call out the whole black community and put us on blast. Uh, we, you know, we hate, we hate on each other and da, 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 da. And she was saying that, uh, one of the things people hate on her, they call her a coon and a sellout because she's married to a white man. And I say, you know, you know what? Uh, she's not a she's not a coon or a sellout because she's married to a white man. She's a coon or a sellout and a sellout because she uh, she she she's condescending toward the black community. Right. She thinks she's better. Some, Publicly, yeah, yeah. She and she yeah. she thinks she's better. She thinks yeah. she's better. Yeah. Uh, because she's educated, right. and 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 uh, enough. See, and, and she has uh, access. Yeah. See, that's the problem. See, a lot of times, black people f- spend so much time trying to be accepted and trying to assimilate that they try to distance themselves from their own experience. Yeah. And so, when they make little comments like, "Well, you know, we got some good this this is," and this is one of the little codes that they use to try to get a pass for saying some of the dumb shit that they say. Yeah. They'll say something nice about the black community. Like, you know, we have black people that are successful and, right. and, 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 and that, um, that honor other black people when they're doing stuff great. But all too often, so many of us, yeah. you know, and then yeah. they go heavy. They go yeah. top heavy on the criticism. Right. Right. They right. say something real. They say something nice. Right. And, you know, right. say, they say something nice that, that, that can be, that can be uh, uh, subjective, yeah. subjective. And then they go in top heavy on the criticism right. of black people. Right. And that's what she did the other day in her little in her little Twitter post where she was talking about black people attacking each other, but then she went on to attack the whole <laughs> black race. The, the, a lot of these people, they work for these major news outlets. They mm-hmm. work for, like you said, ESPN. They work for these different places, Fox, CNN, whatever. And... They are gonna always be allowed to tear down and criticize their own people because mm-hmm. the big bosses is like, go ahead and have at it. A person who, if you got a voice like a Willie D, 
you'll never work for any of those people like that because right. the first time they put that camera in your face and you start talking some real, that's your last day on the job. And because that's gonna wake up and educate so many people. So they seem to 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 get off and please in massa. You know, I can say this about my people and that, and then they think that they, they, they got to come a pass intelligent because right. I'm black. But the problem is those type of individuals, y'all don't speak for us. Right. Y'all don't speak for the whole of black people. If you go out and you just, let me see, we're going to poll black people. We're going to poll a million black people and ask them, we gonna, hey, well, well, does, uh, does Charles Barkley speak for you or... Does Charles Barkley's views reflect the views of black people on the whole, or does this person? Nah, they ain't gonna, of course not. They not gonna, we not gonna ride with that. But the individuals who they would name that would say predominantly, this person's views reflect how we really feel. You either gonna be never heard of them, or you gonna be. It's gonna be somebody like Minister Farrakhan. It's like we'll never give him that kind of shine. So I mean, it's 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 expected that. They'll let you rant. You can rant all day when you're talking about your own right. black people. But when you come out against injustice and you decide to say, well, you know what, let me, well, let me talk about what you do for a minute. You ain't going to get that shine. And, and a lot of them don't want it. They love it. Man, they love it, <laughs> right. man. They love it. I've heard individuals say, well, you know, we do have some situations with the police in here. And they're just tap that for a minute, and then, like you said, they'll get right, right. back on us <laughs> and do a soliloquy around this bad boy. So I mean, right? We, we just conditioned, man. Right. We conditioned, man. So, so how do we explain them letting Sterling Sharp in? Because you know, Sterling be going in hard. Uh, you mean Sterling or Shannon? I mean, I mean Shannon. Shannon I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Shannon, well, see, Shannon Sharp. Shannon is um, they not on ESPN. I think they're on. What, what station is that? I, I don't even know. With him I thought and it Skip, was ESPN. Him and Skip. Now, him and Skip got a show now. Um, called Undisputed, and they on another station because oh. Skip left. Uh, he left ESPN, but um, I think they just gave him a little more rope. And um, and Shannon Sharp, man, he keeps it. He keeps it one thousand, man. But he does it in such an intellectual and intelligent way that who is hard to deny because he ate Ray Lewis up Ace. face to face. You know, <laughs> so I mean, right. it just it just he. But he but he did it in a way that. Oh, he educated them. Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that's that's. Sometimes you slip through the cracks, man. Right. But um, he 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 has such a a a a keen way of articulating his views that um, it, it goes over greatly, man. This is this is what I I love about this dude. It's like I love when when you have a person who has fortune and fame and celebrity and. They speak for the people yeah. when they don't have to. Right. They speak right. for the people when they have a great deal to lose. Right. These type of people, man, I just love these type of people yeah. so much. I embrace them so much, and they no need doubt. to. Be, and these type of people need to be respected, and these and they need to be not just respected but protected. No doubt, definitely, man. And see, and, the, and also it speaks to the fact that they haven't forgot where they came from. Right. See, because you you got individuals who have reached those heights, fame, money, all that, and all of a sudden they act like they never was in our position before. They never was poor before. Let's talk about those people yeah. when we come back. Already, already. You're checking out Willie D Live.
I'm back with Kay Reno, and we're talking about coons and sellouts and house niggas and <laughs> we, Uncle Toms and Uncle Tammy's and all the rest of them. Man, what, 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 what is, where the hell these people come from, man? And, and how does somebody sleep at night yeah. when, they, uh, when, when their criticism of their community outweigh their contribution? And how do we let their asses sleep at night? That's a bigger question. Well, you know, they're they not employed by us. You know, they're not employed by us. But they walk amongst they us. Yeah, well, some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them never come down off that high hill. You know, um, I saw Jim Brown on uh, Inside the NBA one night. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got into talking about all the activism that he's done in his lifetime and all that. And, and Barkley and Shaq and all, and they were praising him for his work. And, you know, Jim Brown, the G, man, Jim Brown was like, okay, man, you know, I want to ask y'all, would y'all come to Chicago and to the communities and talk to the gang members with me? And, boy, they got quiet as a church mouse. Now, did they go behind the scenes when we didn't know about it? I don't know. I can't say they did. But I'm looking at them to see if they're going to say on camera, well, yeah, let's do that. Let's go. And neither one of them did. Can't say if they did or they didn't, but it's just the point that if you are one of them individuals who can sit up there on TV and criticize black people, just downgrade your own people, but you're not willing to get out and use your voice and use your platform to make a difference, then you're not just part of the problem, you are the problem. But this is what they say, K. Reno. They like to say, Barkley especially, he like to say, well, I gave a million dollars. Then I gave $2 million to this person. And, and, you know, one of the things, one of the ways to get some black people is, hey, man, give them some money. They shut up. Yeah. So my thing was, like, you can't buy the black community. Uh, and it seems to me that, like, he thinks that as long as he gives money that he can tear down the black community at will. No. Anytime he feel like it, he can say whatever he want to say, you know, without retribution. Money can't heal the internal wounds, man, that been inflicted on us for the generations, man. You know, matter of fact, you can give some money can make it worse in certain situations. You know, that's like, mm -hmm. man, uh, my auntie, she on crack. What you gonna do? Oh, man, I, I bought a, a new car. You know, it's like, she gonna sell that car for $300, you know, go get some more crack. I mean, right. the thing is, you have to, we gotta be hands on with our people, man. You know, it would mean so much to see some of those individuals, those celebrities coming into the hood and, and actually being hands-on with those youngsters and, and the community and, and saying a word that could change their life for the better. But um, a lot of them don't do that. It's a lot that do, but a lot of them don't. But my issue is, okay, if you don't, that's on you. But don't feel like you represent us and don't feel like you are the voice of black people when nobody even respects you because the youngsters ain't stupid. They not stupid, man. They know who out here getting it for them and who ain't. They know who out here speaking for them and who ain't. So that's going to come back to bite them at some point, man, when this thing starts crumbling and collapsing. People remember who was there. Mm -hmm. And people remember who wasn't there, straight up. Man, you know, K. Reno, what I'd like to see happen, man, and I know some of y'all ain't going to like what I'm about to say. But I'd like to see a coon get killed. <laughs> you know, I think it'll really, really help our cause. 
if somebody like Charles Barkley or Stacy Dash got killed. Stacy Dash, <laughs> Charles Barkley, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, somebody <laughs> like that, somebody big like that. Uh, you know, Ben, uh, what's his name? Ben Carson would be a good coon to get killed. Uh, Amarosa. You know, one of those coons, if one of those coons got killed, I think it'll like really be a good thing because, and, and I think the coon should be killed. It would be cool if somebody like us who, 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 who believe in our message would kill him. But I think that it would really wake, a, wake some of the coons up if one of those dirty cops who are always killing, you know, uh, who, uh, who are always out there, you know, shooting and disrespecting black folks and, you know, don't, don't, one of those dirty cops would gun them down on, on some BS. I think that would be cool as hell <laughs> because at least it might discourage some of the f- future coons, you know, to say, you know what? This coon thing ain't, ain't, ain't really, this, this ain't really like uh, uh, bulletproof. You know, I can still get killed being a coon. Because right now they think if I, as long as I assimilate, I'm good and I'm non-threatening and I'm just agreeable and I'm good and I'm going to be straight and my family going to be straight. I think if the coon, if maybe three coons need to be killed. <laughs> three or four coons need to be killed. But if I think one of these, these coons should be gunned down on the street by a racist white cop and nothing gets done about it. Maybe the first time it happens, you know, I can hear Charles Barkley right now if he ain't the first coon to get killed. I can hear him saying something like, well, you know, that's unfortunate that that happened, but most cops are still good cops, yeah. you know, and, 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 and most black people are still bad people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it, it's, it's, it's funny because history has shown a lot of those types of individuals that like the song we did a long time ago, you still a nigga. Right. You know, and in those types of situations, the first thing that they do is they reach out to the black community. Like, right. Where y'all at? You know, they put their arms out, you know, to be embraced. And, and we traditionally embrace them. Embrace them. You know, man. we let them in. That's, yeah. that's our heart. That goes back to that heart and that nature that we got. But one of the things I would like to see and for, for them to do is give themselves an opportunity to be educated. You know, if you could sit down. They think they know everything. And that, and that, you, you, you snatching them right out of my head. Well, they, the problem is they think they already got it figured out because you could tell in the way how bold and how absolute they speak, mm-hmm. you know, but you still give them a chance. Hey, look, man. I would like to invite you to come sit down with Minister Farrakhan, man, or this brother, or um, we got we, we got hundreds, a bunch of them, you we know, got hundreds just, just to be able to say, just to say, hey, we got man, hundreds. I see what you said on TV, but let me explain to you why we're in disagreement. You know, just in in a way to where, and and if they don't get it like that, then they will continue down that road to where eventually they will be strung up. You know, strung up in the streets, man. Because mm-hmm. um, you can't, it's dangerous. It's one way, it's one thing for you to think a certain way, but it's dangerous to impose that on other people, man, because 
you a coon breeding coons. Right. Because if somebody watching TV that's, that's sitting in front of TV agreeing with that nonsense that they saying, they're like, yeah, you know, some young cat like, yeah, you know, to tell them, well, I was poor too and I made it and I, you know, that's not yeah. an excuse. Right. Everybody's situation is different. You can't say just because, we could be all living on the same street. We grew up in the same ghetto, but your condition, you might have made it to college, got a degree, working in corporate America, and you're doing good, but I live right next door to you, and I'm stuck, I'm on crack, I'm messed up, I'm in prison. I, I mean, because we don't know what goes on, on in them house under them roofs in the, on the same street. So, I mean, mm -hmm. everybody's different, and, and, and we don't get the same type of opportunities, good point, man. man. Good point. So, to think that you can just create a template that all of us, man, if I did it, you can do it. Nah, man, we have to be... Uh, treated as individuals, man, and, and say, well, what's his problem? Well, this guy, he has a mental disorder. This guy, he he he, he learned slow, or, or his mother and father were just messed up, so we got to take special attention to him. We don't get that. We just say, it's an excuse. Nah, man, it ain't no excuse, man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but they gonna, they'll find out because the one thing about it, man, I know who God's chosen people are, man, and and, and, and if you are leaning towards those who are oppressing you and you are leaning against God's chosen people, then you're going to get tore up when mm -hmm. this thing hit the fan, man, straight up. Now, I heard you mention that your father invested in your music career early yeah. on. Did you live in the same household with your father? No, nah, didn't even live with my dad. I was, Did you I was, see him often? I, I, when I was growing up, man, I, I might see my daddy twice a year if I'm lucky. You know, mm -hmm. he would just come by, drop some bread off, mm -hmm. show me some love, might take me somewhere every now and then, go hang out. Man, we, we, might, we might be brothers. <laughs> might be my daddy. <laughs> Same daddy. Yeah, you know, but 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 the thing is that, you know, I was, I'm the only child from my mama. You know, my mama and my grandma raised me. And, and but my daddy's presence was strong even though he wasn't always physically there. I never had that animosity. Man, my daddy ain't around. You know, I, I never had that. You know, that now that brings me to my next question. I was about to ask you. So your mother and your grandmother raised you, and you turned out to be a strong black man. Yeah, you turned out to be a strong man. What's the problem with the mothers and the grandmothers raising these boys today, and these boys running around here with this girl in them? The same. The same way we say, well, man. Um, this generation, the generation before us, failed in certain in certain areas. They was on point in other areas. So, when you had a mother hmm. and a grandmother that could raise not just a child, people could raise boys. You know, that's the thing. They said, "Man, it take a man to raise a man," and that's true. Mm -hmm. But not in all instances, you know, because my mom and my grandma. I, I, had put the fear of God in me growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, so the thing is, I think that TV, the access of the things that the youngsters are able to watch on TV today, man, you could cut the TV on at 10, 12 years old and, and flipping the channel, you'd see two men kissing, you know, at mm -hmm. any moment. You know, you'll see all kind of weird um, things that, that contribute to feminizing <clears throat> young boys. You know, you, mm -hmm. see, you might catch a dude with a dress on. You know, so all these things are playing on the mind and, 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 and impressing themselves upon young boys <clears throat> mixed in with the fact that, you know, there are single mothers who are 
30 years old with a 15, 16 year old son. Mm -hmm. They haven't grown up themselves. So it, it's a lot of things contribute to that man with the, with the men not being around and the music. Unfortunately, a lot of the rap music that, that kind of points to that and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's making a difference. All it is is just molding and shaping and raising our young men to be feminized, man. You know, uh, I used to, I, I always felt like, you know, the music, as long as the music had a, a message, uh, then, you know, it was worth checking out. But, you know, some of these messages, man, ain't really cool. I mean, if that, uh, that message is destructive, uh, it's not really cool. Right. Um, I, I like to, you know, when I talk about these messages, you know, it, I, th I think it's important to have that song. If Whatever it is, like, give me a learning lesson. If I can learn something at the end of the day, something, something, right. learn something that's productive. Because, right. right. you know, even if you, you, could, you, hey, you could talk about going in and robbing this person right. and doing this and doing this is. You know, you talk about the chopper and the trunk, but tell me how many years I'm gonna get right, to if, right. if I if Thank I you. if I ride with that chopper and that right, trunk. Right. You know, if I go in here and I and I commit this murder, you know, tell me how I felt, how I'm gonna feel right. after that happens, and tell right. me what the consequences are gonna be for right. that action. Right. But you know, we're we're not really getting that, and and, I, and I'm not saying that it's it's necessarily the the artist an artist position to do all of that. But I am saying that, you know, I know it needs to be some accountability, yeah, and no I know doubt. you. I know we can't have people running around here, uh, making music, making jokes about slavery. Yeah. We can't have people running around here, uh, making jokes about uh, our historical figures, the right. people who have shed blood, right. the people, the people who died, the people right. who gave up everything, you know, so that we can even just exist. Right. You know, making fun about Emmett Till right. or Malcolm X right. or, right. you know, uh, 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 Harriet Tutman or any of our great right. uh, leaders. Right. You know, that ain't funny to me. Ain't funny and they need to be held accountable. Yeah. And I can tell you this, in, any, in, in, in all of the other uh, groups, they hold those people accountable. Right. You can't just say anything right. about people right. who have put it on the line and people who have made great sacrifices for their culture yeah. or for their, their, their ethnicity. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. We need a fucking code of ethics. And when, it, and, and when somebody get outside of that, they need to be dealt with and dealt with swiftly. We need to, we, and I'm cool with not having a heart. Without Everybody a heart. have a heart. Fuck a heart. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. hey, man, you know, this having this heart shit is what's got us still yeah. fighting these same battles that our mothers and our grandfathers and our grandmothers, they should have all won these battles for us. We shouldn't no be doubt. fighting our parents' battles. No doubt. You know, we shouldn't be handing these battles down to our children. These battles that we're fighting right now, we're likely to hand these same damn battles down to our children, and that shit ain't right, man. Mm. That ain't, that's not fair no, to them. It's not, it's not, it's not. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing, man. You, you hit the nail on the head. You know, they have to be held accountable because it's a it's a straight up disrespect to the people who laid the found. The only reason that you are even able to even say that nonsense is because people sacrificed and, and put their lives on the line to give you the opportunity to do it. So I mean, again, you give these clowns the opportunity to be educated, and if you don't accept that education, then you get dealt with because I mean, I, I heard all that stuff, man. I heard the lines about Emmett Till, and I've heard the different, you know, rap lyrics like that, man. And like, 
you know, what kind of mind frame are you under? I, I ain't trying to uh, come up with a with a dope punchline that bad. The way right. I got to disrespect, you know, people right. that came and died and asked, you know. Good point. I don't disrespect uh, the dead in any form. The only time you might hear me just go off, of, you got to be, just had to be a really just wicked dude for me to talk about. J. Edgar Hoover, I wish you wasn't All dead right. so I could put a bullet in <laughs> your motherfucking, motherfucking head. Goddamn faggot. Motherfucking drag queen. Yeah. We know you put the hit on Martin Luther, Luther King. King. Yes, and Fred Hampton, Malcolm and the others. You redneck punk yeah. motherfucker. See? Bob Doe, keep your motherfucking mouth shut before a nigga beat your old ass up. See what I'm saying? And, and uh, you know how I was singing that with him. You know, because I mean, that, that's, the, that's the key, man. I mean, there are individuals who are deserving of exactly. those kind they of They don't lyrics. deserve to rest in peace. Them motherfuckers need to, tw- them the, motherfuckers need to roll around in their grave all motherfucking day, every but day. But the most important thing about the lyric you said is educational mm-hmm. because it's somebody that's 15, 16 years old that don't know who J. Edgar Hoover is. Right. So when they hear, who this dude talking about, man? And they look him up, then they say, oh, I see why he said that now. You mm-hmm. know, so in that regard, yeah, man, let's get him. But why would you be talking about Emmett Till and disrespecting your own ancestors but you wouldn't say nothing about a J. Edgar Hoover like that. You wouldn't right. go in on him like that. Right. So, so that's we twisted. Our, we, we, our wires are crossed up, man, and we we quicker to to um to go well, in on each other. Go, mass ain't gonna accept it. Yeah, without we, a doubt. See, you can you you know disrespecting black people is cool, cool. For, for coons and people who are successful and got a bunch of bunch of money and clout and power platform yeah. that's all you can talk about black people all day long right, right. but when you cross that line and talk about them folks yeah. they're gonna come get your ass yeah. and, and see and they know they yeah. know that ain't gonna be accepted right so right. hey man you know do what you do, yeah. Those in power, they, they, they will allow it. You know, they're gonna allow it. That's like, um, you say, okay, well, you know what, man? I'm a, I'm a conscious rapper, man. I talk about this and that, shh. Nah, you out of there. You'll never see the radio. The, um, the days of public enemy and all that stuff, you been hearing that on mainstream radio, that's, that's over with. Because they saw the awakening that was happening among black people in the neighborhoods and even white kids was wearing African medallions and things of that nature. So they were like, nah, we're gonna have to put our hand on this and, and shut all that down. But but like you said, okay, it gotta be on us to hold them accountable. You know, to, to call up one of these cats and say, say man, what was up with that line you said, man? Well, you know, what's the deal with that, man? You trying to make some money that bad to where you would do this man's mother is still alive. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Emmett Till's mother is still alive. So you know somebody done brought that to her, and she done heard that. So if I hear that somebody made a song and said something about Emmett Till, the first thing I'm thinking about was some some racist white dude and said this, and then you look up, and it's one I own and said it. So I mean, it, it's so many different um, ways to approach that man. But at the end, we got we got to we got to start checking these people, man, and start letting them know, man, you can't do that, bro. You can't do that. That's one of the things that hurt me the most, man, is that. You know, we got so much work to do, and one of the biggest problems is that just fighting our own, man. Yeah. Just, just fucking trying to stop our own from continuing the damage. Yeah. You know, trying to just stop them to get them get their 
foot right. off the fucking gas. Right, right, right. You know, of destruction. Right. That's right. that's one of the things that just fucking just tear, it, it eats at me, man. Right. Like all day, every day. Right, right, right. So, right. so what? How, so we got the, the so the big thing to do with them is we got to check their ass. So we yeah. we in agreement with that. Right. We need to start checking them. So all you gangsters out there. Whether you in the streets or whether you in the suites, you got that power, you got the clout. Man, let's start pulling the rug from under these fuckers, man, and start breaking them down and start checking them. If y'all, you know, for me, I always said that if I die or if I do anything gangster, I have to do something to somebody, it's going to be for a cause, yeah. not just because. Something stupid, yeah. So, Man, if y'all y'all you, you want to be you want to do something honorable, you want to do something to help the people out. Man, get at these clowns, get at right. these coons, right. start breaking these coons right. off. Right. You see them in the club, you see them at the party, they doing their little party thing, they doing their little uh, appearance, cause they all got to come out and eat. Right. They do that appearance, they show up at that party, they doing that concert, they over there. It's Super Bowl weekend, they got a little setup and stuff at the sports bar. Go over there <laughs> and check their ass. Yeah. And lean them. Don't just talk to yeah. them. Some of y'all need to take some action. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Yeah, that's probably going to get me in some trouble. But I'm serious, though, yeah. man. I'm tired of these fucking yeah. coons. Yeah. Yeah. These coons need to be checked, man. They need, they, we need to stop making it safe right. for these coons to do what they do and just get away with the things that they do and say. We need to stop making it safe for them. Well, my thing to the young cats out here in the street, man, I mean... What you gotta understand is that if something happened to you behind you out there, you trying to move some dope, you out there jacking, doing whatever it is you're doing, you get killed or locked up, you done. Nobody's gonna remember nothing. That, they gonna talk about you in the hood. Yeah, man, little Kenny got locked up. They, man, they Put on R.I.P. T-shirt. And it's, it's, and it's a wrap. Years gonna pass and you gone. If you really wanna be gangster, if you really wanna be gangster, and I mean that in a good way, gangster, do something for the bigger cause, man, for the greater good of your people, and you'll be remembered like a Fred Hampton. You'll be remembered like a Malcolm X. It, these are people who lived for a short time. These people who didn't even see 40 years wow. old. Right, right. And in a short period of time, they established legacies that have fought. They, some of them been dead longer than they was alive on the earth from at, here in 2016. So... The best way to put your name in history, man, and immortalize yourself is to get behind a cause that's bigger than you and bigger than the little two, three hundred dollars you made selling some selling some dope or selling some weed or or whatever you made when you jacked somebody and took their car. You know, use that energy, man. And educate yourself, man. Learn. You know, you all, whatever you have in you, that 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 fire that you got in you. God gave it to you. So it ain't bad. It's just about how you use it. You know, so at the end of the day, man, we we, we gotta be the ones to, 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 to give them that information like we're doing right now. But y'all old enough too to take it on yourselves and and turn this thing around for the better, man. Get out them streets because they got a place for you. You know, they got a place for you. And it ain't somewhere you wanna be. Why waste your life? It don't get no realer than that. Ladies and gentlemen, K Reno and the youth, man, I believe in y'all. I'm gonna tell you, if don't nobody else tell y'all yeah, that too. they believe in y'all, I believe in y'all. Yeah. I know you can fucking do it. I seen y'all at work. 
I see y'all. I'm around y'all all the time. I know you can do it. Yeah, no doubt. We love y'all, man. I mean, and that's the thing. Love, and, love you to death. And we looking, we looking for y'all to lead. You know, but we got to qualify y'all for leadership. We got to teach you, man. You know, we still learning ourselves. We don't sit up here like we just know it all. But, you know, you don't make it to to to, to, to your 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s by being a complete fool. You know what I'm saying? You, you got a little foolishness in you. But at the end of the day, man, <laughs> I mean, when we, when, we, when we was young, we thought we knew everything, you know. But then you get older, you laugh because you know you didn't. But, yeah. um, you know, we we – and then the time we living in is so critical, man. We it's different from when we was growing up. I mean, a lot of stuff we could do that was kind of okay. Yeah, I mean, it's some one hit of quit action going on out here, man. One left turn, man. You know, you cost you everything. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I really like to impose on the youngsters more so than anything. Like, you know, you got to be more strategic in your steps and your movements and your actions these days because it's more. It's more at stake. Right. You know? There it is, y'all. So how can the people get in touch with you, man? Man, hit me up um, at the real K Reno on Twitter. And um, hit me in any one of my Facebook pages, man. It's gonna be me every time. I ain't got no publicists and all that. I just, just you somebody respond back, it's me. Um, I just made history, man. I um I dropped seven albums in one day this past Tuesday. You know, brand new albums, nothing, nothing, wow. I, nothing, nothing I had sitting up and all kind. Right. Brand new albums, seven albums, drop Tuesday, physical land on iTunes, man. How many so, albums do you have all together? I, I was at about thirty before I dropped the seven. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's put me at about thirty-seven, thirty-eight. You know. Damn. Yeah, man. So I mean, you know, we making history out here, man. Um, trying to get in touch with uh, uh the Guinness Book. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they gonna get in touch with you. Yeah. yeah. Already. Ladies and gentlemen, K Reno. Willie D live, man. Man, we went to Baltimore, Maryland, man. My boy took me out there. I never been, I had just never experienced a lot of stuff, man. And back in the day, early 90s, man, we'll say, man, come on, we're going to go to Baltimore, shoot the video. He took me out there, man, showed me number love. I watched him. I watched how you handle your business and interacted with people, man. And, and that, that had such an impression on me that I was like, man, this dude is on top of his business. We was all in our 20s back then, and he was on top of his business, man. So that always was something that stuck with me, bro. So I appreciate you, man. You know, looking appreciate out for you, you man. Back and you always, and you one man. of those dudes that's been in the game, man, that's been 100 all the time. Man. Been the same, but at the same time, I also see the growth. All right. Yeah, time. that is. Well, y'all, it's been a pleasure. It's been a thrill to let you know how I feel. Some may grit and pitch a fit, but to watch on my wrist say that's all you're going to get. Until next time, y'all be good. If you can't be good, be great.